Hey friends, welcome back to the Way of the Master podcast. I'm Tom Johnston and I'm here with episode 20, The Urgent Need, part two. And I want to talk today about pastoring as vocation. As I said in the last episode when we started this series called The Urgent Need, that there is a really urgent, of course, and significant need for more and better pastors in the Western church. And I said that this period with the COVID pandemic has been what I termed the great clarification as we see things about ourselves as disciples and followers of Jesus, things about the people in our congregations uh, and where they're at with the Lord and who we really have to work with as disciples and leaders in God's kingdom movement. We also looked at Matthew 9, which is a parallel, of course, in Luke 10, where Jesus says that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And to pray earnestly, therefore, that the Lord of the harvest would send out or compel laborers into his harvest field. So what Jesus was saying is, hey, there's no, no real, real problem with the harvest. we got a harvest going on. The issue we have is a lack of laborers. And so with that, you know, we, we really need to come to have a shift in our thinking about what it means to be a pastor. What does it mean to be in pastoral ministry? What is pastoring? And, uh, you know, I think there is a, a, a common thought in our, our world today, in the Western world, that if you are a pastor, that it's your job, it's your profession, and, and really, pastoring is a vocation and a calling. And so vocation today has come to mean a job. Uh, so what's your vocation? I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. I'm a truck driver. Uh, you know, I'm a pharmacist. Uh, I work in an office. And so we think of vocation and profession as being the same thing, but that's not really the case. So you know, an older version of Webster's Dictionary, the, the 1828 version, uh, said that vocation, which is a word that comes to us from Latin, and it, it literally means uh, vocatio, to be called by a voice. Uh, so there's this idea of this voice calling us to some particular pursuit. And amongst clergy in the day, uh, often called the divines, uh, it was seen as a calling, you know, of the will of God uh, or the bestowment of God's distinguishing grace upon a person uh, for the thing that they're called to. Uh, really as part of the way of God's salvation. Uh, another meaning, a secondary meaning could be a summons, a call, an inducement. And, uh, you know, then it became more like a designation or a designation to a particular state of profession. The fourth definition was the one that we currently hold today as the first definition, basically employment, a calling, an occupation, a trade, uh, you know, a, a profession. And so uh, the, the older definition of vocation is what I'm talking about. It's, it's a voice. It's a calling of God uh, to ministry. And Yes, I do believe that people are called in vocations that are not to the role of pastoring, but today I'm focusing specifically on 
the call of God uh, for a pastor. Well, what's, what's kind of the difference between vocation and profession? Well, through both vocation and uh, profession, you know, it, it usually talks about the career that someone's involved in that, you know, it's how they earn their living. But vocation is really a bigger term. It's a broader term than profession. And, you know, it's really about what God is calling you to as a person. So, you know, vocation really is not just about a profession or a job or an occupation um, that you that you kind of do to make money, to earn your bread, you know, to uh, to live on. But really, it's the the vocation as the calling of God. And so let's think today about what it looks like about pastoring being a vocation, not just a profession. Now, the Apostle Paul says this in the first verse in the book of Romans, Romans 1.1, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. So the Greek word called is kaleo, and it literally has the same meaning as the, the, the Latin vocatio, to hear the voice, to hear the voice of God that calls us and compels us and, and, and sets us forward. Of course, Paul had a very dramatic experience on the Damascus Road where uh, he has this encounter with Jesus, the risen Lord, and he literally hears the voice of God and sees Jesus himself. And so in that, he has this transformational thing where he changes his entire course of life and embraces the role of apostle, uh, one sharing the gospel to the Gentiles in places where no other person had been. And so Paul really defines this for us from a biblical sense really well. In fact, most interestingly, Paul was not always paid for the ministry he did. He, he did live off the support of some people uh, who donated to him in, in the ministry cause he was in and supported him supported his needs, but also he worked with his own hands as a tent maker. So again, today, I guess we would call that bivocational, right? Uh, multiple sources are two sources of income. But, but Paul says, you know, like I worked with my own hands to support this so that I could go out and do the ministry. So he had a profession that supported his vocation, now, he didn't identify as a tent maker, he identified as an apostle. So the calling of God on his life was facilitated by his job making tents. And so we have to understand that the pastoral call is real. It is distinct. It is unique. Uh, we see this in Ephesians 4, verse 11, where Paul writes to the Ephesians church about the leadership team that God creates in a local church and for the purpose of the mission of God. But it says here in verse 11, Ephesians 4, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to, measure, uh, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, 
We are to grow up into every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is supplied, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. This is a great snapshot of the idea of God calling individual people, because he gave some to be apostles. He gave everyone gifts, but there are certain people gifts that he chose to give to the body of Christ in the form of persons. And the shepherd teacher, which is the normative thing we talk about in the Western church, the shepherd teacher and the other aspects of the what's been known as the fivefold or fourfold ministry, apostles, prophets, and evangelists, these are people that Christ empowers specifically, of course, to build the body up so it grows up and matures, becoming healthy and self-sustaining, self-feeding, self-correcting. And so part of what we have to think about is the fact that this is a calling from God. It's not just a career track. In fact, in my life, I have known lots of pastors, and I have known some that have done this as a career. And some of them were good people and meant well, but they just were not called to do this. And it showed. And there's other people who uh, I know who, who were not called to do this and did it as a job. And, you know, they were terrible at it. They were hurtful. And they did it for the wrong reasons. And I've seen them damage and destroy the body of Christ. And so it's really this issue of calling, not the issue of paycheck. In fact, quite honestly, a number of, of times throughout my, my life in ministry, I have seen people who have made decisions as pastors, decisions that uh, were not helpful for the body or, or, may, or did not make decisions that would have been helpful for the body, all based on the fear of what would happen to their paycheck, what would happen to their career. And so while the scripture obviously talks about compensating those whose work is the gospel, and while there is certainly room for vocational or bivocational pastors, we have to come to the place where we understand that vocation and calling may very well be unpaid, or it might be a second career or uh, you know, a career that's later in life. Uh, I know a lot of people who are older who are uh, transitioning into pastoral ministry, they don't actually need to be paid. Uh, the church honors them, blesses them, helps support them, but that's not why they're in it. They're in it because of the calling of God. And so we have to rethink, if we're truly going to mobilize enough people to do the job that we need with, you know, pastoring in our culture, then we have to think, rethink the whole idea of this idea of pastoring as just being a job, as just being a profession. Now, again, I think it's fine for people to be compensated, uncompensated uh, for my role as a pastor. Uh, we have people who are, uh, you know, have stipends or are part-time compensated in our church. And so that's all fine and good. But there were lots of years when, when I got nothing in ministry or very little. I was bivocational. I worked a job. My wife has always worked, as she would say, to support my church planting habit. But so as a couple, we've been bivocational in ministry and, you know, at times volunteer. So and there's absolutely nothing wrong at that. 
For us to think that the only pathway is the pathway of profession, we limit the number of people that we can see that are called to ministry. Like, it limits our sight. It doesn't limit God. It, it limits uh, the thinking in people's minds on what pastoring could be or should be or could look like. It limits people in embracing a pastoral call because they think, well, you know, I'm, I can't leave my day job to go do this. Uh, you know, I, but I got to take care of my family. But, you know, I really feel I have a heart for the people I want to teach, I want to preach, I want to lead. But, but I can't do it because I, I can't be a full-time pastor. Listen, I have been a full-time pastor quite often when I wasn't paid anything or when I was paid a very small amount. And so uh, even today, although I'm well compensated by my church and in, in the church world, I'm not compensated what I would be uh, with my degree and my education, uh, my experience uh, in the real world, you know, in the non-church world, as I call it. Um, that it's just not the same thing. And, and that's fine. That's good. I'm, I'm good with that. My wife's good with it. It's what we do. It's what we're called to. So we've heard the voice of God and we're called to it. And so with that, we have to be open to seeing pastoral ministry more as vocation and less as profession. And I think that opens the door for a lot more people to think about what it means to pastor. And, and quite honestly, in the current church that my wife and I pastor in, Trinity Life Community, we have intentionally not uh, kind of increased our compensation so that we could embrace other people coming into ministry uh, and, and model bivocationalism for these people as well. I think that multiplying out leadership and multiplying out pastors is a key part of what uh, any pastor is called to do. And so in that, there's going to be a price to it. So we are empowering other people to be raised up, and we have a rather large, bivocational, sometimes volunteer staff um, where people are not being comped anything to serve in the pastoral team. They're out working jobs. Their spouse has jobs. Uh, and so, so with that, we are embracing this model to rapidly multiply disciples. So we have to think differently about this. We have to cast vision and model a different kind of pastoral ministry. And because of specifically what my wife and I have done in our years of ministry, we've multiplied out lots and lots of pastors. And, and what's beautiful about our current experience in our church is that this rather large bivocational staff has kind of spread out the weight of ministry and pastoring and has allowed people to live healthy and, and productive lives as part of their ministry, not, not uh, having ministry be a complete detriment to them. It's overwhelming because there's not enough labors for the harvest. So in this, I think we pastor together as a pastoral community than I could by myself. Of course, there's more expression of the fullness of Christ in people. So it's time for a rethink. If we're going to have more and better pastors, as we've seen we need, and if we are truly understanding what the great clarification is showing us is that pastoring really needs to change and really needs to move back to the biblical model 
And if the harvest is truly plentiful and it's really an issue with laborers, we've got to mobilize more and better pastors quickly. We need a shift in our thinking. We need an understanding pastoring as a vocation and not just a profession. So I leave that with you this week to pray about, to think about, to understand how that affects you and what you're doing. But think now more about how do we rethink pastoring. God bless. Have a great week. And we'll pick it up next week with The Urgent Need Part 3. 